Social Media Serenity Podcast Episode Number 27. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. And we have Eric in the studio today. It's going to be sounding good, my friends. I always sound good. You always sound good. I sound better. The power of the Heil today. All right, so here's the deal. We we do have uh, Eric Fisher in studio. We also have another wonderful friend and uh, somebody who's been around the gspn.tv community, which has, from the beginning, our great friend, Chef Mark. Chef Mark, how's it going, man? I'm doing good. Yeah, and I'm also, I might add, sounding really great today. You are <laughs> sounding great today. We, we We're are, doing our NPR voices. We are doing our NPR voices. Uh, today, I'm going to just say right off the bat, longer format. All right, it, this is not going oh, yeah. to be a 30 minute episode. The three of us, seriously, n- it's not possible. No, let's rein it in. Yeah, just yeah right. <laughs> exactly. So, so, uh, lightning round. So, for those of you who just plugged in, you know, social media serenity, because you know this is an average 30 minute format, you got a 30 minute drive. Uh, yeah, go find another 30 minute show. Save this one for later. Save it for a car ride or something. That's right. We're going to be entertaining and, or that line at the we'll DMV. try to be. Yeah, exactly. There you go. You waiting to see the doctor? Uh, this is the show for you. That's another use for Twitter. Exactly, exactly. No doubt. So, so we are here. Um, who wants to explain why you guys are in studio? Because we got Eric from Marion, Indiana. We got Chef Mark from New York, New York. Every once in a while, people like to come to Kentucky and hang out with Cliff and Stephanie. It's GSPN Mecca. Yeah, and you know, it's just. It, of course, it's the. Uh, it's the, the it was the premiere of Lost this uh, this week, so a lot of us ended up down here to visit. But it but more than just a bunch of crazy people getting together for a TV show, it's a community of people coming together, hanging out, catching up, haven't seen each other in a while, and or meeting each other for the first time in some cases. Although you've followed them and interacted on Twitter before, or yeah. other <laughs> Facebook and whatever, listened so. and talked to, but not seen in person. Yeah, exactly. And of course, it it is perfectly fitting for us to talk about this on a podcast titled Social Media Serenity because the three of us here would never have met, never have, I mean, the possibilities of our our meeting would be equal to or even less than winning the lottery. Yeah, kind of remote. Yeah. yeah. Had it not been for social media. And and so, and, and I would say that our relationship has, um, it, it, pre, it predates our, our use of social media and building our relationship, all three of us, predates Twitter hands yeah. down yeah yeah definitely predates twitter but i do want to say that since today is part two of how do you use twitter i want to say that our relationships have benefited uh the deepening of our relationships have definitely been improved as as we have used twitter there have been some things not not that it couldn't have been, you know improved other ways but certainly twitter is one of the things that we use to communicate with each other here the three of us yeah and uh, and with the larger community that was here uh, for the the whole lost meetup and everything, I think Cliff remembers uh, when when Twitter first came out and you were very excited by it. I said, "Oh come on, I'm not going to use Twitter," and I resisted for for a few months. You did, and then I just signed up. I was like, "Okay, what the heck?" And it's really become an important tool in my life, in my business, and just in communicating with friends. Uh, so you know, it's it, it seems crazy, but 
it's a good, it's an interesting tool. Now, you know, whether it's going to be around forever and they f- find a way of monetizing it and keeping it around is a different story. But, uh, but it's certainly, I think it's become a part of the, the whole landscape around, you know, around media in general. It has. It has. It has been incorporated in news, um, you know, news stations, news organizations, uh, communities worldwide are using it as a as a myth and businesses. So, you know, while it's odd for it to not yet have a foreseeable revenue model, there's no question in my mind that, you know, th- this this has become a public. I mean, it's it's like it's like it's like, um, you know, it's like the telephone, you know, it's 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 a. It's like email these days. I mean, it is a way of us. People are putting Twitter IDs on their business cards. You That's know? actually something I'm meaning to get to, mm-hmm. is to put my Twitter ID on my business card. Or Absolutely. Actually create a business card. I've, but, had, I've but, had my Twitter idea on my business card for a couple of years, and, yeah. and people are always like, oh, oh, cool. You yeah. know, like they're like, they, they now get what it is. Before yeah. it was like, what is this? Oh, that's one of those crazy, you know, geeky things. Yeah. And they get it. I mean, you'll see now on, um, on newscasts, you know, they put on the bottom of the screen on the lower third, you know, Don Lemon. And then it says Don Lemon at Don Lemon CNN. Yeah. You know, it doesn't even, in, in some cases, they don't even say, oh, twitter.com slash. They just have the at, at symbol. Sign. Yeah. So it's, it's becoming part of the zeitgeist, you know. Yeah. They yeah. understand the at symbol means that's where you're at. Exactly. You're at Twitter. You're on Twitter. Yeah. With I, that name. I'm excited. A lot of people have fought against that. Uh, they fought against one company having so much. But it's like, okay, you can fight against one company, but the whole power of Twitter is the fact that we're all there. The whole power of Facebook is that we're all there. You know, it's like you can't get upset about one company having being the go to source to find people. But then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, the how do you and I guess that what they're talking about is the fact that can it be open sourced? You know, isn't there an open source alternative that could be the housing place? But then who moderates the open source? And regardless of that, too, it's the idea that you can communicate in such an easy, open way, mm-hmm. whether it's owned by a company or whether it's open source. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, we all remember a time when Friendster was the big thing. Right. And there was that debate, too. And Friendster went away and Facebook is now the big thing. You know, and MySpace is there. And it's they're all the same idea, right? I, I do want to just say something on behalf of a, a portion of our audience is we don't all remember Friendster because to be honest with you, I've never pulled up the URL, URL Friendster.com, which I'm assuming that's what the URL would have been. Yeah. I don't know if it is. It, is it still exist? I, I think it still exists because Facebook bought it. I think they're just still using I've, it okay. under I've, their wings, I've, I guess. I've heard, I haven't logged in lately. so I never had a Friendster account. <laughs> I've never had I've heard of Friendster. It was really cool. It was revolutionary. Was it? Was yeah. it? It was I, the Facebook of its, you know, Was before this before Facebook. or after MySpace, though? I think it, it was, was about the, uh, was it around before? the same time or before. I thought it was the same Friendster time. Friendster was the thing before MySpace was the thing. And then MySpace okay. got really big. Friendster kind of died down. Yeah. And then Facebook came on the scene. And then Facebook, of course, has, for, for many people, has sort of taken over. You know, it's sort of become yeah. the big thing. Although there's still a huge, huge uh, contingent of people who use MySpace. And I think it, it, it does break down uh, generationally and yeah. socioeconomically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and, and also genre. I mean, it, it, music still is very heavy yeah. in the MySpace, That's which true. I'm very sad for that. I, I I must say, because if if music were to find a way to adopt Facebook, and Facebook was a way was able, I would be more involved in yeah. in the um, independent musician artist field. But I personally, I just despise myspace i will not go and to a myspace page right. but to the, i think facebook hasn't made it easy for independent music yeah. people to yeah. post their music so easily and also see 
Facebook kind of keeps it as a closed thing. Yeah. For example, and one of the complaints that I have about it is that, and I love posting my videos on Facebook, but I can't tell how many people have viewed it on Facebook. Yeah. And they have no way of showing you or maybe they do, but they just don't. The metrics just aren't there. Yeah. And which is a shame. I know a lot of people watch my videos on Facebook, but I can't tell you how many do. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but there's also the issue that they've had with their terms of service and where stuff they like own that, it, where there's the ownership yeah. issue. Yeah. And even though they may have cleared it up right now, there's some distrust among the community. And that's the big thing with musicians because yeah. oh, that's the only that's thing the, they own. Exactly. Independent musicians, you know, they're like, that's all I own is my music. Yeah. Right. Well, and Same that's kind of what we were talking about this morning with Facebook and the whole doppelganger photo thing is it's, it's literally, it's against their terms of service. It's, it is illegal. Yeah, we should For say that. So there's this that. meme that's been going around <laughs> yeah. on Facebook where they're saying, oh, you know, who's your doppelganger in life? Like, you know, what famous person do you look like? And post their picture as your picture. Yeah. And I was criticizing. I just thought, this is dumb yeah. you know, and delusional in many cases. But so we saw these links and I thought, oh, that, that makes I hadn't thought of that. And yeah. I guess you had you had been talking about this, that it literally violates their TOS. Your your primary avatar has to be of you. It's you. Yeah. Yeah. Or somebody that. You own the picture of can, can, it's like can, your child or I something. See. So I it doesn't think. have to be you. It just has to be. I don't think it has to, to be the you. Copyright to the photo. Yeah, because there's a lot of people out there. They'll put in the picture of you know their newborn baby, which is kind of awkward, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, a lot of friends yeah. from high school. I'm like, well, I don't know what they look like now. Twenty. 20 I know what your years kid later, looks but like. I know what your baby looks. I like. have a friend of mine who, and and this is, I think this is a good a good thing to bring up here on social media, Serenity, about avatars. Um, number one, I like the idea and the use of the a same avatar that takes you from one place to the other. Oh yeah, I really enjoy that. But but not only that, but I really like an avatar that does. Dis- I mean, if you're okay sharing who you are, um, you know, d- that shows if you're going to show who you are in a photo. Use a photo that kind of has a close-up, has a good profile of your face. And here's the reason why. we, uh, we, Eric and I, use we play Zynga Poker oh, yeah. on our iPhone. And it, and it does show a little, I would say that's probably about a you know, 20 pixel by 20 pixel little image of your profile picture. Whatever your avatar is. Right, whatever your yeah. avatar is. And I have a friend of mine, it's a picture, it's a picture of him and, and, it, and it's a picture of him and his wife. And they make up that they're in the center of the photo, but they're the actual photo of them takes up maybe 15 percent of the photo space. So it's two dots so, on this thing. So, but so <laughs> I actually look at it, it's like, so is that is that this person or is it some other random person by this name? I can't tell if that I never know if that's my friend, even and even even the fact that I've gotten to know the the photo, it's still so indistinguishable. So crop right. your photos. Yeah. yeah. You know, crop your or photo. Or fix your, uh, what's it, your thumbnail. Adjust your thumbnail. Adjust your Some thumbnail. Some people don't do that. Yeah. Or just create, if you've got a brand, use that as a universal so that it's recognizable. Yeah. yeah. It, it, so if yeah. you're not, yeah, if you're not comfortable showing a profile of your fo- of your face, then, then definitely create some kind a logo. of a logo or something that that is you i mean mine's the big you know comic image of me I, it's everywhere right but that it's universal it's it's, it's all uni- your it's the same one you use for all of them yeah and i pretty much have the same i have a similar you know i'm chef mark on all the services and it's a photo of me in my chef's jacket mm-hmm. so it's like yeah. oh it's pretty hey that guy must be a chef yeah 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 so anyway um we're talking you know this is part two of our conversation about why and how you use twitter we'll obviously talk about some you know other things as well but we want to bring in the rest of the audio feedback that has come in from our community on this topic. And so we're going to kick off our next portion here with uh, April, who shares her thoughts on Twitter. Hi, it's April, the Fragrant Hand. 
calling in about why I use Twitter. I use Twitter to be connected. For various reasons, I find myself pretty isolated on a day-to-day basis. So Twitter's been a way for me to connect and interact with people throughout my day. Uh, Facebook is how I catch up or keep up with people I've known in real life, but the opposite's been true for Twitter. So much so that I followed somebody because her name kept popping up with uh, tweets of other people I followed. And I followed her for two whole days before I realized she was somebody I knew in the real world. I've only run across one person I know in real life out in the Twitter sphere who actually tweets. Twitter really surprised me. I've joined several online mommy groups and groups for moms with special need kids, hoping for support and community, and they never quite hand out. I joined Twitter because of friends in a podcast chat room and because of GSPN. I'm amazed at the friends I've made since then. I interact with other mom bloggers, fans of TV shows, scrapbookers, home cooks, photographers, people who post witty tweets, and people of like faith. And to my surprise, as we all share about our lives, I found that we have other areas in common too. We support, encourage one another, brainstorm solutions, and interact in each other's lives. Sometimes we laugh together, and sometimes we cry. I use Twitter to interact. I use Twitter to find information. I use Twitter for recommendations to find out what's good. I use Twitter as a sounding board for ideas. I use Twitter to make friends. I have found new interest from these friends. It's more like what don't I use Twitter for? Right. All right. April, wow. Thank you. That's awesome. You know, I mean, that is a service. You know, the first thing she said is the first thing that really stood out to me is normally I feel disconnected. I feel isolated. But with Twitter, I don't feel so isolated. Um, It reminds me, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, he he used to, his Twitter ID was Seasick Rocks. And it was, gosh, why can't I remember his name right now? It it, it pains me to know that I can't remember his name because he hasn't been around for such a long time. Let me see if I can find it. So if we go to twitter.com slash seasick, seasick rocks, I can't even remember how to spell it. That's the problem when you don't use, when you kind of abandon Twitter for a very long time, it's like, ah, top of mind, it's, it's totally gone. But anyway, he came, he, he came to a, a gspn.tv, the, the lost, one of the lost parties that we had um, several years ago, and he heard everybody talking about Twitter. So he was a long haul truck driver. You talk about oh, somebody yeah. who's isolated, perfect right? Use. Perfect use. Yeah. Exactly. Podcasts so, and Twitter are mm-hmm. the perfect combination for someone who, dri- who drives a truck. Exactly. This, this is a guy who was not connected with any, I mean, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, but he, and so he got onto Twitter and man, you should have just saw the, the amount of connection. I mean, it, it, you could just tell this is somebody who was really benefiting from Twitter and he developed some really great relationships. I, I almost wonder what, you know, what happened to him. He, he kind of like went on like 18, 19 months where he was just really heavily involved in the GSPN community. And I'm not sure if it was during a hiatus of lost or whatever that kind of, kind of saw the law but then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he didn't show up then all of a sudden he showed up for like two three weeks and then i haven't seen him since so you know that, that comes and goes but but somebody who you know she said you know somebody who feels isolated and and i feel connected by the use of this and i think the fact that twitter i mean you can use facebook via sms you can use it behind with the iphone application but it's not as simple as twitter 
Well, I think a lot of people, like she, like your caller said, a lot of people <laughs> will use Twitter as their virtual water cooler. Freelancers, people who work from home alone, that's their virtual water cooler, and they'll hang out with other people who are in the same industry or just other freelancers and trade, you know, stuff back and forth as the water cooler, the way that people who work in an office would. Yeah, and I, and I think that's one of the better uses of it. I think you see. A lot of people will try to do that, but then they'll take it to the next level and act as if they've got to stand at the water cooler and hand out their business card. Whereas just engaging in the conversation gets them that credibility to start with. Right. I think there's always balance. I I think there's a lot of people who complain at any instance that that you're promoting yourself as if, you know, they're crying shenanigans. And I I, I know, I mean, obviously we're, you know, there's those of us who are using it as a business for business reasons, as well as social reasons. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with promoting the stuff you do because a lot of times people may follow you and they don't know all the stuff you do, or they may not be subscribed to your RSS feed. So they may not see when you do something. So, you know, you post the occasional, Hey, I got a new show up or Hey, did you know I'm giving a class in this? Um, that's fine. It's just, it's the knowing the balance there. But I think yeah. that anyone who sort of has this immediate and visceral anti-commercial reaction, they also don't get it in a right. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I totally understand that. And, um, the other thing that I wanted to just say is, is that, you know, when we all come together, actually, you know what? I, I lost. I, I was pretending to actually say that I had another thought and I don't. So this would be a perfect time to just confess that I have no idea what you guys just said. And <laughs> I was I was distracted. He was looking at something technical. <laughs> Eric and I found the solution. Yeah. We fixed Twitter. Yeah. Well, you fixed Twitter. Yeah. Uh, 42. Okay. There we we figured out how to make money off Twitter. There I we go. Say. I'll go back and <laughs> we listen monetize to that. Twitter. We monetize. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just push the button here and see what Fred has to say. Cliff, Eric, Fred from Long Island again. I forgot to mention about Twitter. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I have to hit this Fred first. Part one. Fred, part one. Here you go. Hi, Cliff and Eric. It's Fred from Long Island, and I'm calling in response to your request for how do we use Twitter. Uh, Well, when I first started using Twitter after, of course, hearing Cliff talk about it, because that's where I get all my social media trends from, uh... I was one of those people that, I, I mean, I didn't Twitter every time I, you know, had a soda or whatever, but it, it wasn't far from that. You know, I, I wanted to Twitter several times during the day about what I was doing and whether it was important or not. It, it, essentially, I was trying to use Twitter to say, this is what I'm doing, and maybe you're doing it too, or maybe you have a comment about it. So that was, that was kind of it. And as time has gone on, you know, the novelty has worn off. But, I, I mean, I still love Twitter. I have TweetDeck running on my computer all the time. And now I use it uh, more just to check in on what other people are doing. And also, um, I will use it for conversation. Now, I know that um, conversation in Twitter, uh, which is where the at replies came from, initially it was sort of controversial. But people have accepted now that Twitter is also a method of chat as well as um, status updates. So I do chat with people uh, in the GSPN community and others. Um, and uh, I do do, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I do send out he said I do do status updates about what I'm doing. So that's how I use Twitter today. I enjoy the show, and I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thank you, Fred. <laughs> Cliff just had a Beavis and Butthead moment. I did. Nice. <laughs> All right, and, and, and Fred had, had another thing to add. Cliff, Eric, Fred from Long Island again. I forgot to mention about Twitter that as time has gone on, uh, celebrities have joined, and so have things like news services and TV channels and 
that is another way in which um, my use of Twitter has changed. It has become um, not not less about individual people, but in addition to individual people, we have the um, celebrities uh, that don't necessarily interact with you uh, personally, and also all those sources of information that come in. So that's another big way that I use Twitter today to kind of keep me caught up on what's going on. Thanks. Fred, thank you so much. Yeah, definitely the the celebrity use. I think we talked about this in in Twitter part one, I do believe. And uh, Chef Mark, we kind of weighed in on this last week. What kind of celebrities? Are you following any celebrities on Twitter? I follow people that I find interesting, and there are some people out in the world that I, that are well known that I find interesting, and I follow them, but not because they're famous. Um, I mean, there's a lot of well known chefs that I follow, and I interact with them. You know, people like Rick Bayless. I mean, right. whom I've interviewed on my show, and I know him. You know, not that we're friends or anything, but you know, I follow the people who who talk back to their folks. That that's you know? that's where I was going yeah. with this. If I see celebrities and they've got you know one million followers and they're following twelve other people, all of whom are also celebrities, mm-hmm. and they're just being like, "Oh, I just had a fabulous lunch with Martha Stewart." I'm like, "Okay, who cares?" You know, but if they're people who interact, if they respond, not all the time, and they're not always going to be able to, right? Because they're yeah. busy doing their lives. Um, those are the people I find interesting. You know. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I have a respect. You know, obviously, you know, you can't get a Miley Cyrus to respond to every single fan who sent her an at reply. But if, you know, it, it'd be nice. To, of course, you're not going to get that anyway because she, she left quit Twitter. She quit Twitter. But uh, but the thing is, is that you didn't you look you didn't you're not in no, on that I one. Know, no, there's a song. Oh, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Video. So but anyway, a publicity stunt. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the deal is, though, is I, I really believe that you know, a celebrity, you know, follow some, follow some of these people or, or at least look at your at replies and, and have some conversations with people when the time allows, you know, schedule 20 minutes out of your week or every other week or once a month, schedule a half hour to sit down and say, you know what, on the third Tuesday of every month for half an hour, I'm going to sit down and I'm specifically going to choose, you know, 30 people to reach, to tweet back at. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'd have amazing respect for celebrities who would do something like that. I would. That would be great. Yeah, actually, just to, and even if it's somebody that is screening theirs first and then favorites them, so they can go through. Okay, here's the ones that are really like directed yeah. at you, not just shouting back. Hey, yeah, like it. Whenever you know. Also, I think one of the biggest criticisms is that you have these famous people who it's obvious that it's their assistant. You know, they're not really. Yeah, the one interacting. And right. that's cool. I think there's a way to do that, whether it's famous person or businesses. I mean, you know, we have clients in my consulting business that that are restaurant people. And I'm like, look, they're busy. They're not always able to tweet. But there's ways of doing that. And we'll say to someone and I know some chefs, Chef Mavro in Hawaii is great at this. His and his wife, who's who's who runs the business with him, is an old PR gal. And she knows better than to be the one tweeting for him. So she'll go into the kitchen with the the device and say, hey, what do you got to say? And he'll dictate to her. So it's his words, but yeah. he's help his assistant is helping him get the word out, right? right? Or she'll say, hey, you know, so-and-so just asked about such-and-such, and he'll respond back. But he's in the middle of cooking. You yeah. know? So he's able – so famous people can do the same thing. You know, while you're in the makeup chair, have your assistant read some tweets to you and have him reply. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's move on to our next caller who is Scott Herzog, and this is what Scott had to say. Hey, hello, Cliff. This is Scott Herzog from the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Listening to your latest social media serenity, <laughs> re, social media serenity podcast, and you're talking about Hootsuite and the idea. You're going on quite a bit about threaded conversation, and um, 
Just wondering why you've kind of abandoned Tweety, because Tweety has threaded conversation, which is absolutely phenomenal, because I agree, as Eric said, you know, I don't go back, you know, 24 hours later I get a response to something, what is the response And, you know, Tweety allows me to track that through threaded conversations. Anyways, just what your thoughts on that. Thanks a lot. Bye. Scott, good question. Um, and, and yeah, I, I do have a real issue with threaded conversations. And it's not that there aren't applications that try to come up with solutions to the problem. The problem isn't that there's no way to find out what something's in reply to. and defo- But unlike Facebook, Facebook really, really took the status updates and, and did something right. Um, I, first of all, I questioned whether or not Twitter should, was right in making lists before threaded conversations uh, or threaded comments. Uh, but today, I want to say I was t- completely wrong. I, I love lists. Lists are amazing. But the next feature I want to see, not in a third-party service, I want to see incorporated and, and, and adopted by Twitter itself. I want every single tweet that we have has a unique URL, a unique ID, mm-hmm. and I want all of my friends to have the ability to reply to that one tweet and have it show up. I mean, Plurk does it. I mean, if Plurk can get this right and Facebook can get this right, why has Twitter not yet done it? Well, the th- there's plenty of third-party apps, like obviously, as he mentioned, but like TweetDeck does it really well, really elegantly. You, you hit the in reply to, and you see the entire thread. You see every tweet that was related to this tweet is in one column that but the chronological order but that is not actually true and let me explain to you why and this is why third-party applications cannot be relied on this because oh, but not if it's via web it, well no it's even what if it's via if it's via sms because what happens is that is tracking if you actually are on something and you hit reply and it automatically pre-fills it for you then it does associate it but if eric says something you, Eric, let's just say Eric said something at nine o'clock this morning, but he has said three other things since. But I am just now reading what Eric said at nine o'clock this morning, and I don't actually hit reply. I actually say at Eric J. Fisher dot 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 dot. Here's my comment to that. Well, guess what? These thing these services are going to assume that my at reply is to his latest post. Oh right, and then all so of a sudden the thread it breaks the thread. It it is not threaded conversation. And so that so Scott, my friend, that is what my real issue is. I am missing out on the comments in a threaded you know conversation. So I want to see Twitter adopt it and when Twitter adopts it then third party applications will be able to do it perfectly. Yeah, we almost need to differentiate between um, a reply and a response. Yeah. Like say reply would be I mean you can pick what and make up your own terms or whatever Twitter but just do it. Uh, you know, rep- have reply be what it already is. You're mm-hmm. responding to what, or see, I just said respond. Anyway, you see what I'm saying? There's, there's this. You can niggle about the what the term is, yeah. But it different. You have two different buttons, and you know which one's which, and you hit the right one for being a part of the conversation or just shooting back a a reply, a a message to that person. Right. Like, so, and like d- at Eric J. Fisher, hey dude, what's up? Yeah, that had nothing to do with what you said earlier, and that would be your, you know. Shout out button, whatever, right? Yeah, you know, for, sure. for lack of better words, or I like it. Yes, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, so here, here's the thing. I've been using a, a program called Discuss. Now, I, I've installed it on podcastanswerman.com. 
on gspn.tv and pursuingabalancedlife.com. So I've replaced my comments engine from WordPress with Discuss, and it's a plugin that you can use. And it has threaded conversations and, and not only that but it has inline threaded so basically you could you could post a comment and somebody could ha- and hit a reply to the overall thing again or they could or actually a specific re- comment they could reply to somebody's reply and that person could then reply i mean it, it is really it's done really well but they yeah. also have they have responses they have responses and they have or they have comments and then they have reactions i like that they have comments and reactions. <laughs> I like that. What, do they have overreactions? They do. Because no. in, in internet commenting, that's very important. Yes. Yes. We know that, don't we, Chef Mark? <laughs> Last night you had an experience. <laughs> yeah, right on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, let's let's move on to our next caller. This is Max Flight, and uh, this is what he has to say. Hi, Cliff and Eric. This is Max Flight <laughs> calling for the Social Media Serenity Show. I'm calling from the Connecticut, uh, Hartford, Connecticut area, and answering the question, uh, why do I use Twitter? You know, in, in thinking about it, I think the, the biggest reason is that with Twitter, I can really shape my experience uh, very easily simply by just careful selection of the people that I choose to follow. You know, in, in many other social networking uh, sites, it's, it's really difficult to, to shape the experience because you end up, you know, friending people who aren't, uh, you know, necessarily uh, your friends, and you end up uh, building a community oftentimes that's (laughs) not exactly what you want. So with Twitter, I think I can avoid that. Another reason, I think, is that I've I've really met a lot of interesting people on Twitter. Um, Some of them uh, end up becoming guests on the the podcast that I produce, but we share common interests. Um, We we share um, thoughts and uh, experiences, advice, and all those things. And it's, it's just a great way to, uh, to expand the network and meet a new, uh, a new bunch of folks. And another reason, I think, is that it, it's, Twitter is a great way to promote well, the podcast, but also my personal brand, if you want to call it that. And um, it's, it, it's just, uh, and you can do that, I guess. Uh, what I'm trying to say is you can do that just by being yourself, just by saying the things and talking about the things that you would, uh, you know, normally. And uh, I think that's, uh, that's very effective. So those are some of the reasons why I use Twitter as to how do I use it. Well, I'm a big uh, tweet deck fan. Um, I tend to get into Twitter uh, maybe once a day, maybe twice a day. Maybe in the mornings and in the evenings, I'll, uh, I'll log in, take a look at what's going on. I'm not one of those people that sort of follows it real time throughout the day. Um, another another comment, my last comment is that, and this kind of goes to another reason why I like Twitter is because it's not threaded. Now I know a lot of people would really like to see threading of the conversations in Twitter, and for me, I just don't want to see that because I think there are other uh, forums, other places where threaded uh, conversations are handled really well. And I don't think Twitter should try to duplicate that same kind of functionality because I think it would kind of change. It, it would it would change the uh, the way people interact. And um, I think the the short message approach, sort of the temporal nature of the communication that flows through Twitter, is one of its strengths. So that's my comments. Um, keep up the good work, guys, and and I'll keep listening. 
Thanks a lot. Max, thank you so much for calling in uh, your thoughts on that. There's a lot of things there. But I think really the the main point that I, I want to pull, pull out is, again, where he first started out in his comments were the was the topic of, you know, being in control of, you know, very meticulous about who you choose to follow, you know, and this all comes down, you know, to the fire hose thing, which, of course, you know, lists have helped to manage the fire hose of the of the, the things that come out or tweet deck or tweet deck will do that. Um, so the, the question that I have is what are the things that you choose? Have you, have we shared this already? I can't remember, Eric. We talk about some, I don't know things. that we've specifically gone over that as far as, so you're talking like, how do I choose who you're who following? I'm following? Yeah. Um, on Twitter, on Twitter, my criteria is, do I find what they say informational or, uh, educational or retweetable? Uh, those definitely go in there, and I usually find those either by somebody else retweeting them that I'm already following. Um, after that, it's interactional. It's who I'm following or who who I already know and who they're following and seeing interact. I mean, there's there's GSPN members that I'm now following because other people have in, I've seen one side of the conversation and then followed the other side of it so that I could then enter in myself here and there. Um, and there's a lot, I mean, we talk about an example we need to go back to is the group sitting silently oh, yes. chatting. So, so explain that. T- tell us about this. So last night, here we are, we had, I don't know, what, about 30 people in the house? Something 20, like that. 25, yeah. 30 people in a the lot house. Of people. And, and we had people traveling for all over. And here we are finally meeting face to face. This is just an awesome opportunity. And Eric set the stage. Tell, or I set the stage. Tell us what happened. All right. Well, we're, we're sitting and watching the, the pre, uh, premiere two hour and we're watching the one hour clip show, which we're allowed to talk, which we're talking through because, you know, it's, it's nothing new and everybody's pulling out their iPhones or other phones and they're, they're checking Twitter. They're talking to the people that are sitting in the room with them. There's, they're doing a twit pick saying, Hey, I just talked to you across the room. There you are. Hi. Yeah. You know, and, and it just in jest, but it was 2007. Yeah. And, uh, it, it just, it's funny. Then we all started kind of to notice that it was happening and started making fun of it as well. And it was just, I mean, it was just very fun. Same kind of thing happened this morning at, at breakfast, but it was really kind of keeping each other, keeping everybody in the same kind of conversation loop while the mini break off conversations with who you were sitting near were happening. So in one way, some people would say, man, you're pathetic. And in another way, I disagree with that because it was really cool to know what else was being said around the room. Yeah. It's all about keeping the thread, right? Yeah. Yeah. And well, and not only that, but, but, and this is, you know, I, I, I've been in a lot of social networking places, podcasts and stuff like that. And, and a lot of people say, put your phones away. That, you know, it's, it's so horrible. And it, you know, it's like the social media is just destroying our real time face to face communications. Nobody can sit there and have a conversation without a phone in their hand. And, you know, I, I so disagree with that because you know what? There is a large community of people who would have loved to have been here mm-hmm. last night, who got to at least participate in some of the conversation, and they got to see pictures flying back and forth with right. Twitpic and stuff. And I think it's about balance. Yeah, knowing, knowing how much of that you're going to share and spend, and then how much you're going to be in the moment yes. with the people that are in front of you without being rude to the people in front of you. And I mean, we've all had those instances either just in regular life or when it comes to social media stuff 
where you're having a conversation, you're talking to someone, and then they just suddenly turn on their BlackBerry and start texting. And that's rude. Yeah. I mean, that's just simply rude, right? If it's the context in which we're talking about stuff and then, oh, and they're sharing things that they saw on Twitter and then, and then oh, I'm retweeting what Eric just said because it was funny. Um, that's keeping a balance. Yes. But just, you know, in the middle of, of a conversation, breaking off and going to check your, your email yeah. obsessively, that's a problem. And, 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 that, and, and actually, this was the best case scenario for this, for this to take place because really there wasn't directed conversation happening between one-on-one because we were all kind of focused on the television. Television. Right. And, and, and so it started out with people saying, you know, tweeting a little, you know, it's like, uh, or did he, you know, or something like that. It's just, it's just the in fun a world. in a world. But, uh, so anyway, it, it was, it was fun. We had a good time last night. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, my criteria, I think that's pretty much it. I try to, if somebody, I guess my criteria is I'm, a, I'm becoming more loose with who I will follow initially but as time goes on, if I'm not finding a lot of either interaction at all or um, just benefit from the yeah, following of value. them and they're then flip side, they're not following me on top of that, then obviously no conversation is going to happen and I may end up not following them. Right. Yeah. So right. I've I've always had a very liberal policy when it comes to both Twitter and Facebook as far as initial uh, following. I figure, look, if I get the notice that someone's following me, um, then I'm like, OK, I'll check them out, see who they are. Same thing. If and I usually this is what I find Tweety really great for on the iPhone. I don't have the the emails coming to me anymore because that's just yeah crazy. I, I had to turn that off. Um, so I on Tweety every once in a while I look and and it it keeps it by reverse chronological order as to who's following you. So I just go through the list. You know, I take a quick look. I see their if they've got a you know their photo and then I see their their quick bio and then if if the bio doesn't immediately grab me as someone that I might want to follow, then I take a look at their last few tweets and I okay you know I follow them or not. Right at that point I make that decision. And automatically, if someone interact, if someone at replies me, then generally I'll follow them back. Again, if they start, if it's just like this person clearly is not in my world or has a completely, you know, is is rude or just whatever, then I then I'll unfollow them. Um, but pretty much, I'll just follow pretty much anyone. And occasionally, I'll go through and I'll I'll use one of these programs that helps you purge. You know, where it's like, oh, I see. There's a lot of people that obviously did that old trick of they followed me, and then as soon as I followed them back, they unfollowed me. So I'm like, whatever. So I get rid of them. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty open about it because you know, frankly, I'm I'm on all of these networks to promote my business and my brand as well as to interact socially. Right. So I'm gonna be pretty open. There's a lot of people who do want to keep it still restricted, or even if they don't keep it restricted, they really limit who they follow back because they want to keep it to people they know. Right. Um. You know, I don't. I could. I don't care. Yeah. For me, I. I number one, if I know you, face, if I know you and have met you face to face, pretty much it's a guarantee. You. You follow me. I follow you. Uh. And and even it, that even goes so far as if if I've met you, let's just say at a new media Cincinnati meetup. And we had a conversation. You asked me what I do for a living. I asked you what you do for a living. If we've had a conversation, mm-hmm. if I see you follow me, boom, I'm immediately following you back. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that, I, there's no telling right now what the future will hold in a relationship with this person. But, you know, what? I we've met. And, and so I'm following you. Um, somebody, I don't immediately follow everybody who sends me an at reply. But if the at replies, if it becomes a conversation... And they at reply me, I at reply them back, and then all of a sudden they at re- as if there's a three way interaction, boom, I'm immediately following you. It's like okay, we it's it, it's as it's the same as a face to face. We've had some going back and forth, but if you just at reply me, I just 
I, there's a lot of people that at reply me and, and I'm learning that people are, are they, what do they call that? Social engineering. They social engineer the, the response. You know, they're, oh, they say something that they, they know that you'll respond to. Exactly. Right? It's like they, they understand the psychology of the average Twitter user of what it's going to get. And, and it all comes down to this. How can I grow the number of followers that I have? And I want to admit to you guys that I used to really concern myself with that. Yeah. Would I, that be the Twitter equivalent of link baiting? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, I'd say so. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And mm. I think that it's because a lot of people now are taking notice, not of just the of the mentions it doesn't have to be a message at you it doesn't have to be at user and then message it can be message 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 link spam tiny url and then a bunch of different usernames and you will see it show up if you're following your mentions yeah so or if you do, or for example if you're if you're using hashtags and following certain threads right yeah and that's and why there's I, good use of that and then as you say there's link spam use of that yeah well. and link spam i anybody that link spams me i mean i go in and i block i will block i block yeah. those in a yeah. heartbeat i have an, one of the issues i have is dm spamming what i call dm spamming oh, which it's like I okay that. i followed you because of all these criteria we're talking right. about you seemed innocuous enough and then immediately thanks for following me here's all my junk that you don't want that i'm gonna push yeah. on you and yeah. then i'm just like okay Okay, great that you had your it's just the same thing if i met you in real life we shook hands we started to have a conversation then you immediately started to sell me something that i didn't want yeah i'd say okay goodbye yeah that's exactly it and i i want to tell you this is something it, it is a pet peeve of mine and and i understand why you have it but man it really drives me crazy i follow you and it says this person requires oh. authentication before blah before right. it's like right. uh-uh no, I yeah. If you're gonna follow me, there needs to be some method of you saying, okay, if I'm following you, then automatically you're op- You know, it's open. If you return the the follow, I shouldn't have to request it. Yeah, right? yeah. I can understand the desire to have that if you've had a lot of spammy people follow you and you've seen notice of that. But if you're not paying attention to the, if you're not getting the notices, the email saying so and so has followed you. If you're not even paying attention to that, then why need the auth- you know authentication? Because you don't care who's following you or not. You're more interested in your your relationships and your interaction with the people who are interacting with you, right? Yeah. Than who's following you. But that's kind of like equivalent when you know someone will write you an email and you'll reply, and it's the same thing. It says, "Oh, you know, this is a program that authenticate. You know, so and so is using yeah. you know spam bot one hundred one. Right. To, you know, uh, click here to apply." For the, and I'm like, I'm it, replying it, to your email, dude. It, yeah, you it, emailed me. <laughs> you emailed me, and now I'm responding, right. and yeah. now I have to. Now click I've got to go to a computer so to that get I permission. Be, yeah, yeah. So I have to actually do something so that I have the permission for that for you to get my email. It's like it's whatever. Like, nope. No. We're done. We're done. Yeah. This relationship's over. Delete. You're unfriended. <laughs> I am breaking up with you now <laughs> before our first date. All right. So anyway, we have one more call, and it has to do with numbers. So uh, let's see what Jason has to say. Hey, Cliff. This is Jason in <laughs> Dallas. I'm calling for Social Media Serenity. And I was listening to one of your podcasts recently, and you are talking about people that have even hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers what that really means, and I know for a fact a lot of people, they'll just, you know, build up their follower list so that they look like they got it going on, but you were talking about the importance of what it really means to reach someone versus just having, you know, the 
the aspect or people viewing you as someone who does. And uh, I just want to share this quote. It says this, One person hearing your heart is better than a million people hearing your voice. And uh, I just want to share that quote with you guys because, you know, I'm really a believer in the fact that, you know, impact is a lot more important than, you know, other people looking at you and making it look like you have a lot of stuff going on, but really, you know, you're just a voice, but are people hearing your heart? So if you feel like sharing that with the rest of the community, great. I just want to share that quote, man. So, and you're one, man, that's really reaching people and sharing your heart. And I believe people hear your heart, not just your voice, man. So bless you, man. We'll talk to you later. All right, Jason, thank you so much. Um, you know, it, it, you know I, 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 and I, I said it just a few minutes ago, but I, I want to tell you, I, when I started out with Twitter, I really desired to demonstrate that I had it going on. I, I, I really felt that, you know, if I could impress people with my numbers, uh, and, and, and I don't it's feel... It's human nature. We all do that. I right? know. Yeah. I mean, anyone who says they don't, yeah. they're trying to look good. Yeah. And lying. Yeah. But I mean, I love it because Leo Laporte, I mean, it's somebody, it's like, this is somebody who doesn't need validation, you know, or, or I guess maybe we all s- seem to struggle with human nature, baby. Yeah. But it's like Leo Laporte is like, dude, you don't need to, ha-. it's like, we look up to you and it's like, so anyway, but even Leo Laporte, sh- to this day, it's all, it, it sometimes it's, it's like, it's like, we need to mention this because I need to get another hundred thousand. It's like, well, what, dude, I've been following. What about me? Do I not matter? And, and but I did. I and and Mark, I I think I even one night I trained you how I got an extra five hundred new yeah. followers. And I was like, yeah. I went in and followed everybody who I thought that if they read my bio that they would follow me when they got the email. And then I went in and unfollowed all those people. And and all to my, pump the ratio to pump the yeah, ratio. Right. Because it, it would look impressive if Cliff had, you know, X number of people who followed him, but he only follows the number of people. That would make him look like a celebrity. Right. I, but I, you can't have the ratio too out of proportion because then you look like these celebrity, yep. you know, jerks mm-hmm. who only follow 12 people. And you can't have it the other way where you've got hardly any, you've got a lot of people, you've got a lot of followers, but you got immensely more that you're following because, because it looks like you're following every single person and not everybody's following you back. Right. You're not interacting. Right. Well, it's all, I mean, it's all and to some degree inauthentic it, in, in yeah. a certain degree where you're just trying to it. And, but I think, you know, look, when you're starting out, you, you need, you know, like anything, you need to sort of build it up a little bit because yep. you need to have at least a few people that are following you to have any kind of conversation going on. Right. So, yeah. You definitely look, need we to all connect do with a little bit of it, but. At a certain point, you lay off it and you realize, oh, here's the real value of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, at first, when you know, I was one of those people going, oh, great. So I'm going to know when you had a bologna sandwich. Woo, big deal. And I think a lot of people still think that. But you know, there's those of us who've gotten enormous value out of Twitter, interactions, relationships, um, business out of it. But if you sort of take it easy, if you're not yeah. going crazy and just right. spewing. Yeah. I, I think the the key thing here with all social media, it really has been about balance. propelling it will balance and relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, this that I mean that's the real potential here is is relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, sure we and and there is there's the potential in relationships when you when you establish a relationship to make a elevator pitch. You know, and and to promote. Matter of fact, people sign up for mailing lists all the time, so they they expect they would like to hear things from you. Yeah, but, but, but we also all realize the power of the difference between having reached out to a lot of people and giving them your elevator pitch versus the right three or four people yes. then saying, you know what, you need to talk to this guy yeah. mm-hmm. because he's the guy that can solve your problem or he's really great at this. Um, and that is enormously way more powerful than having 
twenty thousand followers on Twitter yes. because you've spammed everybody, and then you're now you know tweeting out your links five times a day. Hire me, hire me, hire me. Let me ask you this: this is this is a trend that I've seen among a certain section, uh, a, a, a a certain cross section of friends that I follow, um, and and it and it's basically it, there. There seems to be a minimum of one tweet per day or sometimes three tweets per day that are motivational quotes. And and I'm hesitant to actually share what I think about that because this subsection I know listens to this podcast and stuff, but, but what, before I'll be the back. No, I'll share, I'll share my thoughts because I've never been one to hold back, but I'm going to ask you guys to share first so that I don't know, so that I don't lead into this. What are you? What do you guys think about somebody who throws out one to three motivational quotes among other stuff, but 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 rehashes a lot of stuff that they think will will make people interested in what the rest of their stuff is? I think, like anything, it's 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 clear. It can become very clear what's the motivation behind it if it's authentic or inauthentic. There's plenty of great quotes and great motivation that I find. I mean, I'm I'm into you know, motivational kind of stuff. But again, not when it's to be motivational, you know, to be seen to be the person who has all these great Mm -hmm. motivational quotes is inauthentic, even if the quotes are great. Right. So on occasion, if I'm truly moved by something that I read, I'm just going to tweet it out. And, and I try to resist the urge to say, Oh, everyone's going to think I'm so cool. If I tweet this out, right. Then I, I try to hold, you know, if I'm, if I'm aware of that, I try to hold back and say, well, what's my real reason for doing that? I'm in 100% agreement. I mean, that's why I will tweet out a motivational or a thought-provoking comment or um, – I mean, that's what the whole retweet's for. You're sharing what somebody else has already written. It's not yours. And is your motivation to share what you found interesting or helpful from that to your your interactions? Your tribe, your, your yes. community, your is following. Your, is that your motivation or is your motivation to make people think – that that's what they're going to always get from you. Yes. Right. As is your, are you stealing, are you side, you know, are you stealing that other person's thunder slash brand and reshaping it into your own? That's a residual thing that's going to happen anyway. But is that, but as long as that's not your motivation, I'm okay with it. Right. My, my feeling here is that Twitter is real. And, and, and again, this stems from my personal use of Twitter and how I use it. And we, Eric, you and I have said from day one, there is no wrong way to use Twitter. I mean, I mean, there there might be other a way than that, spam. Right. Other than spam, uh, <coughs> there is really. I mean, well, right. that could be. If you a, don't like the way that someone does it, just don't follow them. Yep, that's exactly it. So, but with with that, there are. I mean, I could follow. You know, I I don't know if this is a real ID, and you might want to watch out what you go look at on Twitter. But uh, Twitter dot com slash motiva- motivational quotes. You know, or quote, you know, Twitter. It's probably not slash, real because it's too long. Yeah. Or t- <laughs> Twitter dot com slash quote of the day. You know, I, I'm sure that those are out there. And if I want a motivational, inspirational quote of the day, then I'll follow a service like that. And and if you have one that so moves you that, oh, my gosh, this one hit me. To, but it's just it just like it, it's programmed. It's right. It's either a bot or someone has like lined up 20 great quotes and then just once a day they're going to go out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of well. You just said the word. See, I didn't. I wanted to wait to see if it came out before because I, you know, that is one of the features. Well, of a couple of tweet later or other kinds of services. A tweet later. And I'm I'm just not a fan 
of scheduling out your preconceived thought of the day well, of certainly what's not going when to it's be- motivation, right? It, I mean, it would be one thing for me, like if, if I know a friend is having a rough time and I have a particular quote that I think would be useful, then I can, and I may not direct it at the person because I don't want to, you know, let the whole world know they're having trouble, but I just put that, I could see that's a reason why you yeah. would put it, but it, because it has a connection to something in real life. Yeah. But here, it's not just to be like, okay, you know, Martin Luther King said. <laughs> well, and, and for, let me give a hypothetical example. Maybe I see a quote that makes me think, all right. First thing Monday morning, if I read this again, I will be able to t- tackle my week, you know, yeah, kickstart. So my I day. so I hit retweet. I schedule it for Monday at 815. So people have a chance to sit down in their yeah. workspace and then see it if they check their stuff first thing. People are up that early. I don't. Well, I am. I don't see anything wrong with that. No, no, not at all. And that's the innocence of it that's the that's the best case scenario of it the innocence of it yeah let, let me show you I, the, tweet later i think is a great tool and and again i uh, there may be no bad use for it. i mean obviously the only potential problem that you have is if some people don't like it they may stop following you and you may lose your your impact or influence in that part but <coughs> like for example if i'm up at two o'clock in the morning and I'm releasing, finally releasing an episode of such and such podcast. Well, I know that 85, 90% of my audience who would actually see a tweet, that's, that's going to get buried. And by the time they check their Twitter stream, I'm so very, it's, it's might, I might as well just set it in a, in a dark forest alone. So why don't I go ahead and schedule that tweet for 8.30 the next morning? I'll still, I may still be in bed, but I'll put it out there because I know that, that boom, that message is going to go out. Your poor lonely tweet sitting there in the dark forest. <laughs> I know, I know. If a tweet happens in the dark, is it? Do right. you hear it? Does anybody hear it? Does anyone retweet yeah. it? And, and, right. and, is it the sound of one one tweet tweeting? And so that and that's where the the power of you know these pretty links and these other services that allow you to see the stats. You can actually see what happens when you post mm-hmm. at one thirty in the morning versus with a link. Uh, to the same information, and then the next week uh, you post it at a different time of the day. With a, it, it's right. it's pretty much the same and, peak. And the thing is, is there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with strategically. <laughs> if I mean, for you, I would say there's nothing wrong with that. You yeah. know that your audience wants to know, mm-hmm. and you know when they'll best see it, so you do it then, and you schedule it out, and you've you've strategized and you've you've planned it and made it happen. I think that. Because we already know that's part of your brand, we don't even have to think about forgiving it. It's just accepted it's and it's just good. There. Yeah. And and to be honest, that lets me know first thing. Oh, great! I'm going to go grab that. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I think you. And again, it's balance. Somebody else, they've got a different motivation. They've got a different reasoning behind what they're doing. Doing the exact same thing you just did. Yeah. And for them, I'd have to think about whether I thought it was. A little skeevy, right? Exactly. And 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 and, and uh, by the way, for those of you who are out there, and I know you're listening, uh, so, um, there are five people that I'm thinking of, four of which I know will listen to this episode. If you're building your 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 brand and your strategy of using Twitter as being one of you know, I follow so and so because they have some really great motivational quotes, at least two or three a day that that really get me going and get me thinking. Then that's your brand. I, please don't think that I'm actually saying that that's the wrong use of Twitter. I my my own personal take is is it's a it's a different way that I use it, 
and and I was just kind of getting a few, you know, and and I guess it doesn't. It's it's what's the motivation? What do I feel like this person's just doing something to get me to follow and to think that they have something to offer, or are they really are they really offering something? Well, let me let me say this. There's a person who I follow. They have a lot of followers and they follow a lot of people. They send out pretty much just quotes that are based upon being a good leader or a hard worker or whatever. Then if people retweet them, they thank all these people for retweeting them. Okay. And the how do you, how does so that make good. you feel, Eric? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I've gotten thanked by this person many times because I like occasionally once every two to three days, one of the quotes hits me and I think I want to pass that on. Yeah. And I do. And I get a thank you for it. I'm still going to keep following because of the, the meat of the the content yeah. he's putting out, I forgive every other thing that I think he they may be doing right. wrong. He's built up a credit bank. Yeah, um, there you go. It's currency, right? Yes. And it's relational people currency. I like, whether I know them in person or not, that, hey, they've got they've got some credit built up, so they're allowed yeah. a few things that rub me the wrong way. Exactly. And, but it gets to be too much. The balance goes out of whack. I want to say, then Chef Mark, you, know? this, dude, you, you amazed me last night. You let somebody, I mean, of course, this person totally withdrew. I mean, it's like there was a run on the bank with you last yeah. night relationally. And we won't say yeah. any names. I don't want to say any names. I had a situation. I, I had a fun, playful tweet in the afternoon yesterday. I was sort of having a good time. And someone took it the wrong way and sort of got on me. And I sort of said, oh, okay, you're getting on me. And I could have, I kind of goaded the person a little bit. But I was having fun. And they took it really seriously and then accused me of taking it personally and kept at it and kept at it. And it, then it came back into the evening and then it went into direct messages. And I finally just said, okay, I've had enough. I'm, on, you know, you're yeah. locked. They, you're they, they pretty much, yeah. uh, there was no, there was no relational credit left. No. <laughs> and it was someone I have to say I didn't know in person. Yeah. I mean, I may have met her at a conference somewhere along the line, but I don't know this person. Yeah. Cause I, I, there is I no went, personal relationship credit built up. You know, if it was Eric and I know him a little bit and he got a little ticked off, I'd say, okay, well, you know, we had a bad little interaction, but I'm going to steal, you know, but at a certain point, it's like, look, you don't know me. You don't get to tell me what to do. Right. Yeah. So it, I, I, it, it was amazing because I, I told the I said, and you haven't unfollowed, you haven't blocked her yet. No. I mean, seriously, go on. I was, I, having, I was having fun. I know you were. You were. <laughs> In, in all fairness to this person, Chef Mark was basically asking for more. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, hey, this has been fun. We, you know, we're already in an hour, and uh, I just want to say it's cool to have you guys in studio. Yeah, it's always fun. It is fun and, talking to uh, these cool microphones that make you sound good. Yeah, we sound great. Yeah, the, Chef Mark, I should. I, now that I think about it, I should have pulled out the pop filter for you, but that's fine. Yeah, I'm gonna be quite plosive. Yeah, but 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 Mark is a very he has a very plosive personality. Yeah, that's true. And and I mean that in a very fair and nice way. But it's one of the things I love about Mark. <laughs> He's very plosive. <laughs> I hope not uh, implosive. Not implosive. There you go. <laughs> anyway, th- folks, we just want to say Wow, that's loud music. Uh, thank you for listening to Social Media Serenity. Uh, and you can, of course, give us your calls, your feedback, your questions, whatever you want to give us a call about. 859-795-4067. 859-795-4067. At Chef Mark on Twitter. That's with Mark with a K. And then uh, at Eric J. Fisher. That's Eric with a K. K. The letter J. F-S-H. Ah, well, Fisher. F-I-S-H-E-R. 
Music's, I'll tell you what, one more music round ain't going to hurt anybody. <laughs> hey, don't forget, next week is Google Wave. So send us your comments and questions. And, yes. Uh, tell us why you're using it, even though we may not be. Can they send you a wave? Will you get it? Nope. If a wave <laughs> happens in the for Okay, anyway. <laughs> why and how are you using Google Wave? That's next week. Give us a call, 859-795-4067. Bye, everybody. Bye.